Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Read, Watch, and Wine. Today, we are going to discuss the book and movie adaptation of The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Rachel takes the same commuter train every morning. Every day, she rattles down the track, flashes past the stretch of cozy suburban homes, and stops at the signal that allows her to daily watch the same couple eating breakfast on their deck. She's even started to feel like she knows them. Jess and Jason, she calls them. Their life, as she sees it, is perfect. Not unlike the life she recently lost. And then she sees something shocking. It's only a minute until the train moves on, but it's enough. Now everything has changed. Unable to keep it to herself, Rachel offers what she knows to the police and becomes intertwined in what happens next, as well as the lives of everyone involved. Has she done more harm than good? Thank you again for tuning in. And now here's the review. It's called Read, Watch, and Wine. And this is the podcast where you will get a review of a book that we've read that's been transitioned to a movie. So I'm here with my co-host, Raya. Lynn. Champagne. And I am Treva. So the first book that we're going to review is called Girl on a Train, written by Paula Hawkins. And the movie that we're going to review is by the same title, Girl on a Train. And the screenplay was written by Aaron Wilson. And the producer of the movie is Tate Taylor. Okay, so what do you guys think about this particular transition? I got some strong feelings about this movie and this book. So do I. I mean, I liked it, but... I did not. I mean, I like the book. Love the book. Dislike the movie. I mean, yeah. With the exception of casting. Yeah. I did like the casting for this. It was excellent casting. But the transition was absolutely horrible. They left out so much. I felt like the book was completely rushed and slow at the same time. I know it sounds weird, but... No, I mean... Yeah, that does sound weird. I have really strong feelings about it because I like the book. I mean, I wasn't like crazy about the book, but I did like the storyline in the book. But the movie was so slow and so boring and so much time of her looking out of that train window and there just wasn't a lot of lot of um, head talk. So sometimes you just didn't even know what was going on. And it just left a lot of time for us to try to figure out what the heck was going on. See, I like that because we were able to put ourselves in her position to think about what she could possibly be thinking about, how much of a train wreck her life is and, you know, how I yeah, wish it was this. No, you have to have some kind of imagination when you're watching movies. I just thought it was nice. I mean, you're riding, you're watching the scene, you're reaching. But I feel like if I didn't, if I didn't see, if I didn't read the book first, I would not know what was going on. It took me so long to understand that she was even drunk half the time, except 
the part when she was really drunk sitting beside the lady. I, I agree with you. To allude yeah. to it. They didn't want to point it out, but they wanted to actually make it seem like she already had some things going on. But then when you thought about the earlier scenes, oh yeah, she was drunk. And that was why she had her head tilted to the side on the glass and was staring Yeah, but how do you know that? Why imagination. You don't know it. But, but I need to know it. I have to know but it. But you can, you can use your own imagination. No, not when you go no, to the movie. Yeah, always say red in her commentary. Um so but you didn't I really know who that the man and woman was that she was staring at the entire time. You had no idea for the longest I felt. Right. Because in the book it tells you exactly what their names are, what names that she made up for them. You know, right. like you didn't know that at first. But you I didn't really know how know crazy them. she was. But I like, think that's made names. I think that's points. the point of the movie. Like they're making you I mean the movie has to keep you going, thinking, trying to figure it out. If they told you right up front, then it's kinda like boom, okay, we're already here and we know what's gonna happen. But the fact that you had to think about like you're watching the movie trying to figure out okay what is this what is she doing what what's going on it made you think but, but you don't know whether you know these whether she know these people that's why she's watching them that's or, why it's so intriguing that's the that's, point that's why happened. i fell asleep in the movie yeah. because it was boring well, when you woke up you wait were was that you snoring yeah that was actually me snoring oh. it was a snoozer the one thing i will say that it was an interesting tie of how both um <coughs> rachel and then um who's the and megan and when when both in the book and in the movie when they talked about some of the things that they were thinking they all tied like the train to their sort of getaway like Rachel was a fantasy world for her Megan talked about how she liked to listen to the train and it took her away from what was going on with her life so it was like this connection like the train was a freedom ride it's a freedom ride I don't know about that (laughs) I'm telling you I was I was like oh wow they both connected with this train and it was a way that they kind of reached each other and you know I don't know otherwise I did not sense that at all I'm sorry did you read the book but I liked Rachel because I could quote to you what they said did you like Rachel? But at the, the same time, and I the, love the character. Me too. Yeah, but so in, for Megan, when she went to the therapy sessions and she was talking about how lost she is and how she feels like she's in this robotic world where she's not really there because of her past trauma with her baby dying in the bathtub. Oh, that was how, so sad. I know. <laughs> I loved how that was expressed though in the movie because mm-hmm. you really didn't get to see her or feel her being lost as she was in the book but in the movie you really got to see how lost mentally she was when she was right. staring at the ceiling as she was talking but then also the visual of her falling asleep in the tub all that was really oh that was memory. devastating mm. but I do like how they gave Rachel a voice to see her staring out the window on the train thinking about all the horrible things that were going on in her life but then also show the converse of Megan going through her issues in the therapy office talking to the therapist Mm -hmm. about all of her issues right Mm -hmm. so these two girls that even though Rachel was fantasizing that Megan was somebody else she finally realized that like they're similar mm-hmm. in ways mm-hmm. or I'm sorry we got to realize that they're similar in ways but living two different lives right right yeah I guess it was still boring I hated the movie right all I, I can see, see all I remember is the train tracks right, right? and on top of that they two different they, they didn't stay with the book with the book being in London and then the actual movie was in New York why yeah, I hate why? that I hate 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 that they did not keep it in London. Me too. I well, I mean, it may have to do with, you know, money or something. I don't know. 
It could have been. Well, I'm gonna need you to step the budget up to make a follow-up. Or build a set. I mean, or lie. show shot in dc dc is always just the white house exactly the white house and like the washington monument is 20 miles away right it's never an actual depiction right because i know security purposes but at the same time they could have done that with the movie they yeah. could have lied and said that this is london it doesn't need to be exactly what london looks like because us dc dmv people have been shorted about that forever yeah. but at the same time they could have said oh this beautiful manhattan skyline is actually london and but you still got somewhat right. of a-listers too so you paying them so you got a budget clearly right. i feel like emily blunt yeah you know and justin or tom watson's character yeah, yeah you're absolutely right they did have justin some a-list Trump. actors in there so that's a good segue to talk about the casting yeah what I'm do you guys think about there. the casting for this movie i actually think they did a really good job even though i did not like the movie i feel like i identified or visualized um most of these people in this character i agree with the exception of rachel's roommate kathy that was so far off but uh, yes. everybody else what? was perfect what? i loved her but yeah what? i love her but she's not what i portrayed no. i know i, I pictured picture a nerdy, yeah, nerdy girl dead, coming in with books in her hands like i just she, I she wasn't a party girl at all like uh, uh gotta be quiet because kathy in the next room you know no like, i i loved I, her i envisioned her yeah I know, like, she, really she's wow. nerdy she's that roommate likes to study but in the same time she has attractive side about her right like, she's like not focused on that she's focused on like schoolwork or books things well, like that so when i saw her that i was like that works in my head you know i think just because i'm i really know her from orange is the new black i couldn't yeah. get that character out of my that, head that plays a part so it. it was really hard sure. for me to see that um kathy playing in that role like that's what laura comes in anything i love it but that's yeah. the thing too we yeah, have I to take her. into consideration because if we see other actresses or actors playing a different totally out of character role trying to i guess break up break them apart yeah that's true trying to separate the two characters and you know so I think that's gonna be hard too so I, yeah. I, I think that comes a lot with a, a, you know a lot of movies that are movies that are gonna come from books you know if you don't if you're always using people who are like A-listers mm-hmm. you're gonna run into that problem because sometimes that can throw you off unless they really are a dead ringer for what you would right. assume is that person in the book by the description well right. Tom's character to me I thought that he embodied that chauvinistic violent oh yeah, oh, yeah. man and Perfect. so when Nail. I saw him come on the screen that is what I yeah. envisioned yeah. to be him. Yeah. Too. So, and then also with Emily Blunt being Rachel, she's not a slovenly person. She looks like glamorous and beautiful all the time. But then she came on screen and I was like, she looks like, you know, she's been drinking a lot. Yeah. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> so seeing her transition to like this uh, sloppy person was yeah. nice. But also at the same time, I like how she was able to, you, you can see her in more than different ways. Yes. Being an A-list celeb, a yeah. celebrity, she can be one and yeah. be the other. And I think she Which embodied all of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they still yeah. throw me with, why choose a person with a, you know, English accent if they're not in London? I mean, <laughs> Exactly. I thought that was the whole point. Yeah. You know what I'm like, I don't think they were thinking about that. I think they I were was just like, that. Emily Blunt is a good actress. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna put her her. That's really what's good. Right. But so, were, were you guys thrown off about Lisa Kudrow? Like, I'm why, like, why was she what? in that two second yeah, role? Like, why was she even there? Like, come on. I, I, I paid her a lot of money to just make it. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like anybody like, could have played that role. Anybody. But then I, they didn't capitalize on her personality. And she right. has a, a great personality. Oh, so funny. And I know yeah, that the character definitely. really didn't, but right. they could have capitalized on that, making the, the jokes or her being like, no, like, Rachel, it, it wasn't really, you. It, uh -huh. was, you yeah. know, it was Tom. But instead, she was like super serious on the yeah. train. Oh, I know. Like, it's Very not serious. you. And I'm like, yeah. you should have used that to that Exactly. Even discussing like the fact that her husband couldn't keep his stuff in his pants. Like right. she could have made yeah. that funny. Exactly. Talk about on the train. Though. I thought that was so awkward too. She could have ran into her at a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? This on the I train. don't know. Have you heard yeah. some of these people on the train? I mean, some of their people conversations. Have full -on is conversations. Right. But they do. That's true. That's true. So in the office, in the elevator. Exactly. Yeah. About Talk the person that's standing right beside In the elevator. Well, the coffee shop is kind of cliche though. True. So but I the elevator like or something. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> how did you guys like it? Like, really? I give a sip. So I, uh, I, I think that's I'm for the, for the cast. I'm with you, Champagne. Yeah, that's just for the cast. What the conversion from a book to a movie? Would you give that rating? That's it. The oh. movie is a snoozer. The oh. movie was so freaking boring. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm with Champagne. I give it a sip. Sip of wine for me. Rhea? Long day at work. Long day at work, so you liked it, huh? I did. I mean, I did. I, I thought the transition was, I mean, it, yeah, there were some quirky things, but I thought it was a good. long day. I sure did. Lynn, I what you said? I agree, a long day at work, a nice hefty pour, because the only thing that really, really didn't sit well with me was the location. I don't understand why we need, didn't have it in the same location. I just don't yeah. understand, I'm sorry. And then see, for me, I don't even notice that, so. It's so fine. Well, okay. Lynn is so, the overthinker of the group. So <laughs> we can all acknowledge that now. Well, there so we have it. <laughs> we got two sips and two long day at work, so it does not get a full glass from us today. So there you have it. That's the review. Girl on the Train. Be sure to check us out for um, some additional podcasts where we talk about some other movies that we have follow us on Instagram. Read and watch. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And if you ever want to join our discussion or you have some movie recommendations, hit us up, DM us, and uh, we'll get back to you. Read, watch, wine on our Instagram page. Read, watch, 